This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. Hi and welcome to Influencing Insider. I'm your host, Mike Woodcock. Uh, if you're new here, Insider is a weekly interview series looking at the best ways to share your news with the media. Our guest today is Kate Weber from IT News. And Kate also has a ho- is also a host at Sydney's Northside Radio 99.3 in Chatswood. And she's here to, today to join, to join us to talk audiences, story ideas, and how best to connect uh, with IT News. How are you, Kate? Thanks so much for coming on. Anna, thanks so much for having me on today. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, So uh, you're joining us from IT News. We talked a little bit off camera about uh, about local radio. We will definitely get to that. Um, But I just wanted to start out by by understanding your role at IT News um, and and what what a typical day looks like for you there. A typical day? Uh, That's hard to really define. I mean, every day is just so different. I mean, today... Um, we've got like uh, lots of hearings on today that I've just jumped on to listen to. Um, but I guess most days are pretty great. Um, at the moment, it's pretty hectic with results season, which I actually really like reporting on. Um, but a typical day, you know, you come in, uh, you might have stuff booked in, interviews lined up already. Uh, but then sometimes big news just drops on you. So you've got to kind of jump on that. Um, so that's always really fun. And I think that's probably an aspect of this job that I really like, just that uh, excitement of just never really knowing what the newsroom will bring. You said that financials, um, uh, financial seasons on now. I know that you've uh, you've got a bit of an interest in background in finance coverage. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I kind of like the, I guess the money makes the world go round. So I'm always interested in seeing, you know, especially on the tech side of it, the new innovations that technology and financing coming together, um, and just seeing how all these little innovations really help and shape the average Australian better manage their money in just all these new ways it can flow through the economy. So especially the payments industry as well, that's always a lot going on, different ways to transfer money. You would think there'd just be one simple channel, but no, there's always some new platform that's faster <laughs> somehow. So yeah, I do have an interest in that. So payments, payment technologies is, is an area of interest for you right now, or is that is that just something more broadly that you're covering? Uh, just more broadly that I cover. Um, but yeah, I'm always interested in hearing about fintechs, especially the big banks. Um, they do a lot of investment these days um, in technology companies like fintechs. Uh, so that's another area of interest for me as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, do they tend to sort of work collaboratively in, in sharing that news with you or you find yourself talking to banks directly more or, or with the firms that are launching more? Um, so it, it's like sometimes it's collaboration. Um, like they might let you know what's going on, uh, but sometimes uh, you might just hear it from a press release and kind of a follow up uh, as well. Um, there's so many great resources. I know FinTech Australia is one great place that's pretty awesome to keep up to date with FinTechs uh, that are going around, especially in terms of 
latest funding rounds uh, that you can see like who's investing in them. So that's always been a great lead for stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and also uh, like LinkedIn is another great channel to see uh, various companies as well. And just kind of keeping up to date uh, with the big bank movements. It can almost uh, let you know where what directions they're heading in. So, yeah. Okay. What sort of uh, deadlines are you working to when you're sourcing stories? Uh, sometimes they're pretty tight deadlines, I will say. Um especially in the morning, you know, here at IT News, we do two newsletters, like an AM and a PM one. Uh, The PM one, you know, you might get a really interesting lead in the morning, uh, but, you know, you really got to get uh, the news out by, say, 12. So you really worked, you know, just a few hours for the deadline. Luckily, most times, you know, you can maybe extend it a little bit but usually the deadlines are pretty tight and i always really appreciate people that do their best to get back to me is the content on the newsletters different from the content on the site or is it is it is it the same content shared across both uh yeah it's it's usually one and the same okay um now the audience that you're writing for how would you describe that audience uh it can be it's pretty broad i mean uh, anyone can jump on IT News and just learn about, you know, everything that's going on in technology across Australia. Um, but usually I find our readers do tend to be kind of more that C-suite level. Um, lots of IT managers, buyers of tech, uh, heads of, uh, you know, various tech companies. Um, so we do have a pretty like niche uh, audience in that regard. But like I said, the average Australian is more than welcome to jump on board. Um, they'll definitely find something of interest for them to read about. Okay. What's the best way to get in touch with story ideas? Do you like getting a phone call or an email? Or For me, I, I mean, I tend to prefer uh, emails. I was actually just talking about this. Sometimes with unknown numbers, as much as I really appreciate PR reaching out, nine times out of ten for me, it's a random, genuine spam call. <laughs> so I'm always a little hesitant, uh, but I have built up some good relationships with PR companies, so I definitely always answer their calls. So I tend to go for more email or LinkedIn. Um, that's always really great. But if you want to reach out to me, you can contact me uh, through email um, or LinkedIn as well. Um, and uh, if you do want to call, uh, you can send an email first to let me know, like, oh, hey, I might follow up with you with a call on this story. That's more than okay. So it does let me know to keep an eye out for your number and I, I will answer it. Okay, appreciate that. Sal's just going to pop up your email up here if that's okay. Yeah. Um, it's, um, folks watching can reach out. Yeah, it's uh, kweber at nextmedia.com.au for those interested. And also just my LinkedIn is just Kate Weber. So if you want to reach out to me there as well. Okay, so... Email, LinkedIn, and if you're planning on picking up a phone call, email first doesn't hurt. I mean, yeah. It's just I have too much spam calls, <laughs> like like genuine ones where they just immediately hang up or they tell you that you've got some random eBay purchase that you just know you don't have. So, Right. Okay. Um, what sort of stories are you, are you, are you looking for at the moment? <laughs> um, I guess, you know, just for my personal interest and probably everybody else's, I know AI, you chat GPT and like all the new AIs that are coming out. That's pretty much of interest to me. I'm really interested in um, how, I guess, going back to the finance aspect of it, um, 
how the big banks might be implementing this um, and just banks in general, the finance industry, how they're going to kind of tackle this new wave technology because I'm sure they'll find a lot of benefit to it. Um, so I am curious about the various use cases that people might find um, in terms of AI. Um, so that's definitely one area of interest at the moment for me. Okay. Um, just getting back to sharing news with you, what would make a pitch stand out for you because i imagine as you said you get a lot of emails and you get a lot of yeah. calls and things like that what would make an um a, a, an email pitch really stand out for you um so i think for me it's really about um like i guess the end user like i'm really can't write about vendors uh mm. but if you're a company and your customer um you know they've got a really great use case that might be a really great uh, segue into learning more about it for me here at IT News. Um, but I really can't write about vendors. It's more like, you know, the buyers of the technology and how they've actually implemented it. Um, I'm also can't really write about just like a product story, like maybe some great company has some brand new product, but it would be more like, I guess, the tech side of that, not necessarily just the product itself yep. um, that I'd be more interested in. Um, so I think those are the type of um, pitches that stand out. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, what's the story um, or piece of content that you've worked on recently that 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 you're quite fond of or that you're proud of? Um, well, I know last year, you know, towards the end of last year, I did have a chance to kind of do a bit more of investigative long-form journalism. You know, as I mentioned, deadlines can be quite tight here with like a the newsletter cycle being tied to the news cycle um but there was a story last year that was quite fun to work on it was about open banking and the consumer data right um it was just about how you know mid-tier banks uh can sometimes you know they're having problems sticking to these regulated timelines and just really looking into why um kind of finding out where you know, things have kind of broken down. Uh, so that was something that was really fun to work on. It's like a two-month pro uh, process. Um, so, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Would you be able to share that um, with us when we get done here today just so we can share that out with the audience as well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, now, <clears throat> off camera, you were talking about um, what you're doing up there at 99.3. Uh, 99.3, do I have Northside Radio, yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, that's pretty fun. Uh, it's it's volunteer radio. Um, everyone there is, you know, just there because they love it. And so pretty much every Saturday morning, I pop up to the radio station. It's just me. It's like really early. And I kind of just play whatever music I feel that morning. It's usually stuff from like the 60s, 70s, up until like maybe like the 90s. I do a lot of like community announcements, the news, the weather, things like that. Um, one thing that I am getting back into this year is actually doing live to air interviews. I did that for years, um, but then COVID really <laughs> crushed that. The whole station closed down, everything just canceled. And I remember we'd just come out of the first lockdown and I was getting back into interviews because new plays and shows are all back on. And I was speaking to someone, I was like, so this won't get canceled. Like, COVID's, you know, all under control now. And they're like, yeah, like, this definitely won't be cancelled. Everyone come down to this theatre, this cool play. And, like, 
two days later, we went into a second lockdown and it's kind of like, oh, my God, had to give up those interviews again because everything just kept getting cancelled. I didn't want to tell my listeners, hey, go check out this, you know, community play that's on and then have them be very disappointed. But this year, everything I think is pretty much back on. So, um, you know, one thing I am getting back into is the live to interviews and it's, you know, um, all of the shows that are on across Sydney, um, whether it be something like a big production, like the Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat that was on, I was able to do a really cool promotion for that one, you know, down to the community um, theatre productions as well. Um, so really looking forward to getting back into that. And just also just the community announcements because so much happens. We've got like markets everywhere. Um, and again, COVID shut them all down. There's no point <laughs> reading them out, but they're all back on now. So it's it's really good to be able to kind of reconnect the community again in that way. Yeah. Um, so that's something that's really fun and just kind of playing really good music. I get a lot of listeners that call in and say, oh, I really like that song. I'm like, yeah, yeah, good taste to the both of us. <laughs> Do you take requests at all on that channel? I do. I actually have some people that are like regulars. They'll often call in and request the same type of artists. Um, there's one gentleman that calls in. He never tells me his real name, but I just call him Church um, because he'll always call in, and without a doubt, the, the requests are by the Church, <clears throat> a really great Australian band, the Black Sorrows. Um, he really likes and I think sometimes an ice house as well. So he he really likes those <laughs> classic Australian bands. So I'll happily pay, play some songs for him. So, yeah. Yeah, I oh. do get people calling in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, big fan of the church myself. I, I completely... They've got some great songs. I know Under the Milky Way is like their more famous one. Um, but I actually think from this gentleman calling in and requesting them all the time, I really like <laughs> kind of broaden my own discography. Um, so, yeah, no, it's really good. Oh, it sounds like a fun gig. Um, now, uh, the best way for people to share news for you on that, announcements, things like that, would that be LinkedIn or, or is there a different email that folks should be using? Or Yeah, um, so LinkedIn. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn um, for, you know, plays and events that you want to kind of get the word out. Um, and you can just reach out to me on just my own personal email, which is kateweber157 at gmail.com. That's kateweber157 at gmail.com. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Kelly's going to put that up as well. <laughs> she's the best producer anyone could ever ask for, in my opinion. <laughs> Kate, I think that's all we've for today. I know that we've gone over 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 time, and I'm sorry I just cut you off there. Oh, no, I was just um, excited to see, you know, if anyone reached out and see what else is going on in the community. <laughs> Oh, hang on. We've got a question from Sophia. Does IT News ever cover research or data-led stories? Not really. Um, I think, I, I mean, ultimately it depends, um, but in my experience, not always. Mm. Um, and I think it also depends who that research is coming from and what their intention might be with that with releasing their findings and why they've commissioned a certain study. Um, so, yeah. So in user case studies of implementation, that's probably more usable for you? Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, thanks again for joining us today. Um, I'm aware that we've gone right over time now. And thanks for your question, Sophia. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, Kay. I really appreciate your time. Oh, no, thank you. And thanks to everyone listening in as well. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Bye.
Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Um, please join us next week where we'll be speaking with Kirsten Gallio from Qantas Magazine. Really hope you'll be able to join us. Until then, thanks so much for joining us. Bye now.